Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirem and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat, Avkuf Lamed Dalad Amud Bet, at the next Mishnah in this, the 19th parak. Marchitzin et ha-katan. Bein lifnei milah, bein l'achar milah. We're at the Mishnah, by the way, on the very top of the Amud. One of the things we can do on Shabbat, we're allowed to do on Shabbat for a milah, is to bathe the child both before and after the milah. We could throw hot water by hand of a lobe not using a kli. That seems to contradict the first statement. We'll figure that out. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah Omer. Third day of his milah falls on Shabbat, so his breed was on Thursday. Then we're allowed to bathe him. In the story of Shechem, it was the third day of their milah that all of the men of the city were in the worst pain and most vulnerable, and that's when Shimon and Levi led the massacre. Safek vandroginos. Safek meaning safek, whether or not it's, we'll see, there's different kinds of safekot here. Safek whether or not he's mahul, <laughs> or safek whether he's a living child. And an androgynos, ain machalim alata shabbat. If you go to matir vandroginos, disagrees about an androgynos, we are machalal shabbat, we'll see why. Now, the opening question is the one I asked, so why did you say that you have to throw the hot water with a hand? And not with a kli, when in the opening statement you said you could bathe him. So we have two approaches. In the opening statement, it's a general statement. <coughs> and then we have details. You do it with a hand, but not by kli. That's how you wash him. Rava disagreed and said it says marchitzin, which means you can bathe him regularly. This is how you should read it. On the day of the Milah, you can bathe him in the normal fashion. If he was Nimol on Thursday, and third day is Shabbat, then you could throw the water with your hand, but not with a clean. And Rabbi Lozman Azariah disagrees and says, Alright, Tanya Kamatei Rava, we have a Brita that supports Rava. <coughs> the first two lines in the Mishnah are not reflecting a general and detail, but rather two different days. Now here it's a little different than the Mishnah. He doesn't use Breshit Lamedalad as a proof text, but as an illusion. You can't use a cup or a bowl, any other vessel, that of course is Chachamim, who says that on the third day you cannot use a kli, you use a, your hand, so examples of kelim you can't use. Now, why did Rabbi Lezabar Azariya in this version say, it's not a proof, but it's an illusion, Maybe because all the people we're talking about in Bereshit Lamedalad are adults. Maybe their, their flesh doesn't heal as quickly, and maybe a little kid does. Okay, now, a story. A fellow came to Rava. He instructed exactly as he had taught. Which means he said that on the, on the day of Milah, you could bathe him normally. Ichlash Rava, Rava then felt bad. Why am I getting involved with what my elders already discussed? 
meaning Rav Yehuda and Rav are older than he is, and a generation earlier, really, a generation and a half, and why am I getting involved in this? I'm really Rav on the Rav, the student said to him, but there's a bright supporting you, just saw it. But if you read the Mishnah carefully, it actually supports them. He says you can bathe him on the third day. If the Tanakhama really said Mizalfin, that's why he said Marchitzin. Meaning, if Tanakhama says you're never allowed to bathe him properly, even on the day of Milad, then that's why Velazon Azariah says what he does. But if you think that Tanakama held that you may bathe them normally on the first day, and their only disagreement is the third day, it should have said, It should have said that Rabbi Lazar Nazariah says you could also do that on the third day. Alright. So Rabbi felt that his position really was not the easiest read of the mission. Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael with a reporter from Elazar ben Pedah, <coughs> saying, <coughs> the halacha follows <coughs> Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria, and that is that on the third day you may bathe him normally. Havu ba'am In Eretz Yisrael they asked the following question. Ha'chatsat kol gufo or ha'chatsat milat? What is it Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria meant, and what is it Tanakhama meant, according to Rava, on the first day? Are you able to bathe his whole body, or just that place? One of the students said, Rabbi Yaakov Shmei, that's his name, makes sense that it's his whole body. If you think it's just the place of the Milah, after all, we're allowed to put hot water on a wound on Shabbat. Rav said, you can put hot water or oil on a wound on Shabbat. So there would be nothing new about doing that on Makom Milah. Matka of Yosef, of Yosef challenges it. Whereas of Yosef turns to Rav to to um, to Rabbi Yaakov and says, "Your proof from Rav really doesn't work, because in Rav's case, we may be talking about water that was heated up before Shabbat. Here we're talking about heating it up on Shabbat for this." So Matka of Rav Dimi, Rav Dimi challenged back. Who says that in our Mishnah we're talking about heating up water on Shabbat? Or using water heated on Shabbat? Maybe the disagreement is about water that was prepared before Shabbat, whether you can use it. I had an answer to this, but Rav Yosef beat me to it. Which is, In other words, you are allowed to heat it up on Shabbat because it's Sakana, not to bathe them. This goes back to Eretz Yisrael. May even go to Rabbi Yochanan. Which means you can even heat the water up on Shabbat and use it and bathe not only Makomila but his entire body because it is dangerous otherwise. Okay, Gufa. Amar Rav, Einmon in Chamin v'Shem ne'algabei Makav Shabbat. Rav said that <coughs> we do not keep hot water or oil away from a wound. When you're allowed to put it on a wound, Shmuel Amar notein chutz l'makai. You put it outside of the wound v'shotet v'yorei l'makai. You let it drip in on its own, so you don't put it on directly. Meitavei, watch this challenge. Einon in Shem ne'chamin algabei moch. You take algabei Makav Shabbat. You're not allowed to put uh, oil or hot water on some cotton, or on some fabric, to then put it on top of the makah, put it on the fabric, and then put the fabric on the makah. 
So it sounds like neither one of them is really okay. The answer is That's a different consideration because by putting it on the garment, you're then maybe going to squeeze it out. Toshma ain't not nin chamin v'shemalak. In other words, it's not an issue of refuah, but of schita. Toshma ain't not nin chamin v'shemalak. Gabei mochsha al gabei makam b'shavat. Here we have a different case where the fabric is already on the wound, and you're pouring the hot water on the fabric. The answer is hatam namishum schita. Then again, because the fabric, it's a schita problem. Tanya kavatei shmuel. We have support for shmuel that you can't put it directly on. Ain't not nin chamin v'shemalak. Gabei makam b'shavat. Don't nein chutz the makam. She'll take you already the makam exactly like shmuel. You could put a dry fabric or dry sponge, as it were, on top of makah. Not a reed, even if it's dry. Or little pieces of fabric. Titin is like moch. If it's brand new, you can put it on, but if it's old, you can't. What you learn from here is that little pieces of fabric really are helpful and could work as uh, as a good bandage. Um, actually, Rashi has the opposite of what I just said, is that the new ones actually work as a refu, and if you're not allowed to use them, the old ones don't. Okay, back on the mission, we said that a safek androginos, you're not allowed to do the milan Shabbat. Tana Rabbanan, or lato, the Torah says, or lato, or lato vaday dochet ha-shabbat, only or la vaday, which means, when you know that this is really somebody who's chayav and olav, v'lo safek tochet ha-shabbat, not a safek. Arla tova da'i tochet ha-shabbat, v'lo androginos tochet ha-shabbat. Those are the two drashot. If you don't disagree, it says androginos tochet ha-shabbat. You do. V'anush karet. There's karet for androginos who does not have mambrit milah. Arla tova da'i tochet ha-shabbat. What does he do with the drasha? V'lo nolad b'nei shvashot tochet ha-shabbat. Meaning, if the child was born Friday evening, between sunset and dark, you do not do his milah on Shabbat. Or la tova da'i do chedah Shabbat, v'lo nolad kshum mahul do chedah Shabbat. And only when it's really orla, <coughs> and not somebody who was born circumcised. Shabbat 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 According to this version, shabbat 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 disagreed <coughs> about somebody born circumcised, whether they need dam at all. They didn't disagree about that. Everybody agrees you have to draw some blood. It's simply an orla that's buried. What do they disagree about? Somebody who had a proper conversion, uh, circumcision, and then they converted. That's their machlok. In any case, according to the first read, we would say that uh, somebody who is nolad mahul, according to Beit Hillel, does not need hatafat tamrit, and therefore we would not be mechalal Shabbat for that. Amar v'lo safek tochet haShabbat. So what safek is this? Latu yemai. I'll tell you how to tell Rabbanan. Ben shiva mechalin alavat haShabbat. Ben shiva means a baby who had seven months of gestation. Remember that in the rabbinic world, eight months of gestation was like a dead baby. Seven months would live, certainly full term could live. All right. Ben shmona mechalin alavat haShabbat. Somebody who's an eighth month gestation, we do not machal Shabbat for him. For milah, safek ben shiva, safek ben shmona. If we're not sure if it was seven or eight months, in machal yonat Shabbat, that's the safek we're talking about. Now, ben shmona, reuka evan. Somebody at eight month gestation is like a rock. His mother can lean over and nurse him because of sakana. The sakana really is to her, not nursing. Eat marava marhalacha kitanakama. We rule like um, like Tanakama, 
against Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel Amar Lacha, sorry, against um, about Bishimai Hillel. Shmuel Amar Lacha Ki Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar about the Machlok of Bishimai Ben Hillel, and according to him, everybody agrees that Rolad Mahul needs a Brit, a Hatafatam Brit. He had a baby born, Mahul, on Shabbat. So Ahadre Atlesa Mohali, he took it to 13 different Mohalim on Shabbat and asked them to do the Milah. They refused <coughs> because they held, you do not do somebody who's already Mahul on Shabbat. He did it himself and he wrecked the kid's genital. So I, I should get that because I violated Rav's dictum. You didn't violate Shmuel? Shmuel only said that Nolad Mahul needs uh, needs Ratafatam during the week. Shabbat Miyamar. He didn't say you violate Shabbat for that. He said, no, Shmuel must have thought, Vadai Orlakfusha he had his Vadai Orlakfusha, and then Shmuel would say that for sure you should do it on Shabbat. Uh, you should do it uh, even on Shabbat. Dietmar Rabamar. About whether we regard Nolad Mahul as perhaps having Orlakvusha, and that's why I have to do Atafatabrit to erase the doubt, or for sure there's Orlakvusha, in which case, of course, you would do it on Shabbat. I will prove to you that it is Vadai. He said, like Roshim Nolazar said, that Benjamin and Hill agreed that Nolad Mahul needs Hatafat Tamrit. The Machlok it was whether we do it on Shabbat. We do. We told Shabbat. So doesn't it make sense that Rabbalazar Kapar's Tanakama would agree that, that we are Machal on Shabbat? Maybe it's the opposite. Tanakama said that nobody would think you're Machal and and that um, um, Rabbi uh, and that Rosa Kapar is saying that that there is a disagreement about that. So Imkain uh, Rabbi Rosa Kapar Tamid of Shmuel is he coming to explain Rabbi Shmuel and Shmuel's reasoning here? Maybe he meant to say actually everybody agrees that you are Mechalel Shabbat for them against Tanakam. Okay. Now, Ravasi comes up with the following equation. I'm Ravasi. Really, formula. Uh, any baby whose birth creates tumat leida for the mother has is nimol shmona, meaning on Shabbat. We do it on Shabbat. But if the mother is not tmeyaleida, so for instance, a C-section, and therefore, if a baby is born cesarean section on Shabbat, the brit is not done on Shabbat. What's the proof text? Ishak, there's Rivi, Aldazachar, etc. And the next Pasuk is Vayoshwini, Mobasor, Latop. So she has Tumat Leda, and then we have Brit Milan 7 on the 8th day. Amarle Abaye. Abaye turns to Ravasi and says, The earlier generations, meaning from Avraham until Matan Torah. There was no Tumat Leda, Vinimola Shmona, and yet from Avraham Avinu's time, babies were Nimol on the 8th day. Amarle, Nitna Torah, Vinit Chacha you're right, the Torah was given, and now we have a new halacha, and part of the new halacha is, tuma, is Tumat Leida, and part of the new halacha is that we only do Brit on the eighth day if it's a case of Tumat Leida. 
Machloket of second generation Chachmei Bavel about whether a C-section or somebody has two or load is Nimol on Shabbat. A C-section is classic Ein Tumat Leida. So Ad Kano Pligiel Chalavat HaShabbat Al Shmona Vaday Malin Alay. So we certainly do Brit Milan on the eighth day. Uh, the only question is, do we do it on Shabbat? The answer is Haba Hatalia. No, that's not true. If you do it on the eighth day, then you do it on Shabbat. So therefore, the uh, the one opinion we don't know who's which opinion who's it, who it is. The one opinion is <coughs> that this child does not have Milan on the eighth day, and therefore not Machal Shabbat. And that's the opinion that Warvasi was adopting. Kitanoi. And now we find this a Machlokitanaim. It's important to note that in Rashi Yitzayin, there are two types of slaves that we're told have to do Brit Milah. You lead by it, umiknat kesef. You lead by it means somebody who's born into the household, umiknat kesef means purchased. And the simple read would be, you lead by it would be on the eighth day, because it's somebody who's born into the house, so you have the full eight days. And umiknat kesef is nimol immediately, even if it's a one day old. Not so quick. Either category could have a situation of either the right, the immediate day, or the eighth day. How does that work? So how does the work? You bought a shifcha who was already pregnant. Then she had the baby. Because the baby was born into the house, you wait till the eighth day. But if you bought a shifcha with the baby, the day that you buy him, even if that's the day he's born, he's already born, so therefore, the milah is on that day. A lead by it is Nimol on the eighth day. Well, that's simple. You bought a shivcha, she became pregnant in your household. That's eight days. Now notice, they were missing the fourth piece, which is, you lead by it on the first day. If she first gave birth, and then you put her into the mikvah, as as a shivcha, then the, the milah is on the first day, because it's not called you lead by it. He put her in the mikvah, even though she was pregnant, but didn't yet have the baby. Then it's born. Then it's the, the milah is on the eighth day. Tanakama doesn't make that distinction. And the point being that according to Tanakama, <coughs> the baby is always nimol on the eighth day, even though the mother doesn't have two matleda because she didn't go to the mikvah yet. She didn't convert. Nimol all right, and that might be the difference. So that he might disagree with Ravasi and say Tumat Leida does not make a difference. Uh, you lead by it is always on the eighth day. All right, now the analyzing the bright as I mentioned, we understand you lead by it uh, on the first day, and you by We have both categories. We have the other two. So we have both. <coughs> so he has every possible category. Uh, however, but he did not have Yilid Bayit, who's Nimol on the first day. He said, that could be where you bought a shifchan for purposes of the baby. So you never really bought the shifchan. And that would be a yilid bayit, and the day it's born, that's already nimol, because um, because it's not yilid bayit. 
because the because the uh, I'm sorry, it's not it's you didn't buy it, but um, because the shifcha herself is not really part of the buy it, it's considered like a mitnah kesef and done on the first day. Now we go from the famous about whether Kinyan Perot, meaning when you buy the residual income, do you own the cat, the principal? If you say you don't, then that means when you bought the Ubar, you don't have any ownership in the mother, and therefore it's on the first day. But if you hold it, <laughs> ownership of the residuals gives you ownership in the principal, then it should be on the eighth day again. If you bought a shifcha on condition that you're not going to put her into the mikvah, then in that case, indeed, uh, the uh, it would be considered a uh, a yilid bayit who is nimol le'echad. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up with Rishim Gamliel's uh, dictum about uh, thirty days and seven days for people for animals and cheskes chaim. Uh, in the, and, and status of being a high. In the meantime, we'll stop here and pick it up in the next podcast. And everybody should have a wonderful day.